Hi, I'm Kira. I'm a grade 12 graduate this year, and I'm reading Romans 8, 26 to 28. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows that the Spirit is saying, For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Hey, friends. Uh, As we begin today, allow me to share uh, some community highlights. Uh, Just this past week, our ministry team and council uh, retreated for a few hours. I uh, continue to be so, so thankful for our team and our council. Uh, We're blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, These are such capable people uh, who love God, uh, love this community, have great vision for all that God has for us. Uh, I'm, we're so blessed as, as a church. Uh, please join us in prayer. We were considering where we're at as a community and imagining the second half of this year. And uh, yeah, join us in prayer uh, for all of God's best for us and the blessing of God, uh, which is upon Living Waters Church. Um, a second uh, highlight would be um, a good rapport. We're, we're thankful to uh, share again with our community that once again this summer, uh, we were approved uh, for the Canadian Summer Employment Program. What a, what a blessing. And uh, because of that, uh, we'll be welcoming two new team members over the summer. Uh, this is Emma Johnson and Leah Polgard. Uh, They'll be serving in a variety of ways, uh, most specifically amongst our kids and our youth. Uh, These two people are going to be a great addition uh, to our team over the summer. I trust when you see them, uh, you'd make them feel welcome. Well, we're continuing in our essential series. What a good series. We're talking specifically about the work of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I so appreciate Uh, the conversation and how it's leading us, Uh, the conversations I have during the week as I see some of you. We're we're looking specifically at how Jesus so often taught and promoted the work of the Holy Spirit. He went to great lengths to ensure that beyond his ascension, Uh, Christians, his disciples, Christians would appreciate the tremendous role and relationship the Holy Spirit would have with all the purposes of God going forward. A.W. Tozer says, The Spirit-filled life is not a special, deluxe edition of Christianity. It is a part and parcel of the total plan of God for his people. So it is essential that we experience God now as revealed by the Holy Spirit. We considered last week uh, this statement. The Holy Spirit, who is God, is leading the work of God within us and on the earth today and has been doing so since the time of Jesus' ascension, drawing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And oh, what a, what a fruitful ministry the Holy Spirit has had 
for some 2,000 plus years. So how does the Holy Spirit do this work? He does this work within our lives and around us by way of invitation and by way of intercession. So last week, we talked about this invitation of the Holy Spirit in a number of ways, one specifically being found in the teaching of Jesus in John chapter 16, verse 8, where Jesus said, and referenced the Holy Spirit, as the one who would be in the world, convicting the world in regard to sin, righteousness, and the coming judgment. Let's let's think about that invitation and that work for just a moment before we talk about the work of intercession. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would be in the world convincing men in regard to sin. Telling people, people like you and me, (laughs) maybe I would say it this way, to stop sinning. Sin is a word that we don't hear too much about. We hear a lot about it in scripture, but we don't allow that word often to serve us the way it should. Sin involves disobeying the the purposes or the rules of God. So thankful for the Holy Spirit that would be in my life and yours and around us convincing men or convicting men in regard to things that we need to stop doing. Uh, Come, Holy Spirit, do that work in my life. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is in the world convincing men in regard to righteousness. What, What is righteousness? That we need to receive something that only can be found in a, from one person, Jesus Christ. Romans 3.22 says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Oh, to be in right standing because of the righteousness or the gift of righteousness that comes because of the death and resurrection of Christ. Not because of merits of our own. Wow, because that sure fluctuates our behavior. What the consistent thing is the invitation of the Holy Spirit to say, you need to be filled with the righteousness of God. So we raise a hand and say, come Holy Spirit, I fill me with the righteousness of Christ so I can be found in a right standing with God. Finally, Jesus taught that the Holy Spirit is in the world today convincing men in regard to the coming judgment. This is, this is so important that the Holy Spirit is keeping track of time and the passing of time and the fruit of things which happen because of the time that we, we have and where we place our investment. So in regards to, to the coming judgment, we Holy Spirit is saying, always convincing and convicting us to be doing the things that matter in regard to the larger narrative of eternity. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says, But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for convicting people in regard to the coming judgment of how important it is to live with the end in mind. So the Holy Spirit invites and enables a course correction often telling us what matters to God, carrying a vision uh, within, uh, within for us to understand this preferred picture 
of what it means to be in a right standing with God. So we thank the Holy Spirit for doing that work of continual invitation through conviction. So we say, come Holy Spirit, do that convicting work. So today, the second uh, way in which the Holy Spirit is doing the work of God in the world today is by way of what was introduced to us from Romans chapter 8, by way of intercession. So invitation, conviction, and intercession, which creates commitment. So let's look at this for a few ways. By way of invitation, I would say this about intercession and prayer. My observation of my own life (laughs) and perhaps uh, those around, is the gift of intercession or the gift of prayer is often one that leads to discouragement rather than the encouragement of which this gift has been given, the gift of prayer, the gift of intercession. I think because of the discouragement, many people are not growing in the relationship with the Holy Spirit through prayer And as a result of that, are just simply not praying. I uh, heard a statistic recently that that would point to just that, that many people are not regularly praying. That's unfortunate. For spiritual formation and community transformation involves prayer and the participation of intercession. So the Holy Spirit... uh, seeks to lead us along as a person and as a people, as Living Waters Church, to pray. Again, prayer, this communion with God, is so foundational for spiritual formation, for renewal, and for community transformation. So here here the Holy Spirit comes, and we've been learning that these last number of weeks, comes up close and personal and, and dwells within And while dwelling within, the life of a Christian carries a vision, as I just said a minute ago, for the picture of a preferred future for our lives and the world around us. And so would be persistent in the intercession and prayer to move us in that direction. Let me suggest four ways in which which the Holy Spirit provides the gift to assist us in intercession. The first one is through the gift of praying in the Spirit. The gift of praying in the Spirit. The second is the gift of helps. The third is the gift of intercession. And then finally, the gift of goodness. So just, just come with me as we, as, we, uh, as we discuss these. Firstly, the gift of praying in the Spirit. We talked about this uh, a number of weeks ago. Referencing 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, where we are invited to receive the gift of, of, of an ability to speak in tongues, the gift of tongues. We discussed this uh, a few weeks ago. We won't go backwards on that. But Paul said to the Corinthian church, if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. So here we have the infilling of the Holy Spirit that enables language for intercession. Um, How intimate, how personal, that this connecting 
provides the intercession towards the pastoral work, the work of changing things in the heavenlies and on earth, and all the warfare that comes along with prayer and praying in the Spirit. The second way the Holy Spirit allows us to pray in the Spirit is, is another teaching by Paul to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 6, 18, where he says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So let's, let's dig into this for a moment. The, the, the translation of pray in the Spirit here can have all kinds of different meanings beyond speaking in tongues. Praying in the Spirit does not necessarily refer to the, to the words we are saying. Prayer must start with the recognition that prayer is a spiritual activity. And prayer then is the act of yielding ourselves to the Spirit. And it can be um, thought of by means of the Spirit, with the help of the Spirit, in the sphere of the Spirit, or in connection with the Spirit. So praying in relationship with the Spirit is to be also encouraging, not discouraging. We're assisted by the Holy Spirit as we as humans ask God for the things that are on our mind, and of course that are things that are on the mind of the Spirit for us as well. So praying in the Spirit most naturally leads us for to pray for things the Spirit is praying for us about and longs for us to experience. So I say, what a gift, the gift of praying in the Spirit. Jesus has given his Spirit to us for intercession so we can carry concerns and burdens relationally while not necessarily having the need for human language to describe it, but oh, the intimacy of praying in the Spirit. And I wish that for you. As a person on a spiritual journey, uh, that you would pray in the Spirit. Secondly, the Holy Spirit offers the gift of helps. And that is found in our text, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, that says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for and how true that is. The word weakness references our humanity, puts it right out there in front. The writer is putting it right out there. When you are praying, you will wrestle with your humanity. So the Holy Spirit comes to meet us in our point of humanity or our point of weakness. It, it, this this weakness or this humanity, this scripture says, becomes a hindrance or a stronghold perhaps that deprives someone, a Christian, of enjoying or accomplishing what they would like to do or what God would like for them to do. It's called the weakness here. And so the Holy Spirit meets us in our humanity or in our weakness to help us move out from there and not be left there. Oh, the Holy Spirit is so necessary. So during prayer, practically, the Holy Spirit helps us start with, a, with prayers of confession and admission, helps us with our inability to pray as we should because of our humanity. 
So the Holy Spirit helps us come to to terms with our tendency to, first and foremost, pray with our own thoughts or off the top of our heads or with our impulsivity or mindlessness, which, of course, because of our humanity, often um, leads us to praying according to our own will, which most often is, is pursuing what is easiest and not best for us. So we need the gift of the Holy Spirit to meet us in our weakness. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit offers the gift of intercession. Our text, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 7, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings. And then in verse 27, for the Spirit pleads or intercedes for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Why is this so important that we would be a people that benefit from the gifts of intercession by the Holy Spirit? Well, the whole, let's think of this just for a moment. The Holy Spirit carries on the ministry of Jesus. Hebrews 7.25 says, Jesus lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. So the Holy Spirit lives forever to intercede with the Holy Spirit on our behalf. And this is what we see in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 7. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, interceding for us right now. Right now. That's what this says. The Holy Spirit interceding for us. Jesus interceding for us. The Spirit of Jesus interceding for us right now. What's on Jesus' mind? Again, in regard to sin, righteousness, and the coming judgment. Why is this so important? Because Jesus has filled us with his spirit so that we can know the heart of God and receive all the benefits of change that intercessory prayer brings. This word intercede uh, in its truest form is a verb. And it's an action word. And and it means to, to bring in line with the Lord's priorities and purposes. So we have the Holy Spirit who is actively seeking to bring us in line with the Lord's priorities and purposes. Jesus said in his gospels, only certain things can happen through prayer and fasting. And and prayer, intercessory prayer, is certainly one of those things. This is possible only through prayer and intercession. Ephesians chapter 6, 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, the Holy Spirit knows where the real battle is, where the real strongholds are in our thinking and our patterns of behavior and our patterns in this world, and says we need to do something about that. Things can be different. And finally, the last gift is a gift of goodness. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says that God, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, for good. This word good is, is again, a beautiful word, uh, a beautiful word for our encouragement to pray. This word good means God viewing the whole of our lives while influencing the individual parts of our lives towards creating this entire goodness. Uh, I was reminded of that this past week in our newcomers group. Beautiful people telling the story of God's grace and God's mercy and creating goodness 
that is possible because of us coming alongside the good purposes of God for our lives, referencing prayer, referencing intercession, and all the good things that come. So as we close, let me remind you of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, which says, well then, what shall we do? Then he goes on to say, I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray in words I understand. Friends, it's essential that we grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit and completely benefit from the gifts he provides for us to be a people and a person of prayer. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, we need you. Come Holy Spirit, our church, Living Waters Church needs you. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, we pray.